Plum, and I am your host of the Pin and a Napkin Podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 65, and today we are going to wrap up our three-part series on applications for the mental game, practical applications, and also how to process negative energy. Uh, you know, you, you, the, the human mind is geared towards being negative more than it is to being positive. On average, we have about four negative thoughts to one positive thought. Think of it, coaches. How many games do you think of that you've won, whereas you think back onto the games that you lost? And how much time do you spend dwelling on the games that you lost rather than the games that you've won? And, and I know that I'm very guilty of that as well. So you have to reshape your mind and you have to rethink that process and you have to put those positives in front of you and when things eventually go negative and, and, and they are. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in practice. It's going to it's going to happen with your team. It's going to happen with the internal dynamics of your team. It's going to happen during competitions. How do you redirect that energy? How do you what are some ways that you can apply doing things in a better way to help your team out. Well, first of all, I think it's really important for you as as the leader of the program, and I know this is something that is really, really important to me. I need my downtime every day. I need my introverted, just leave me alone. I need to go do my thing every day. Now, minimum, you want to look at 10 minutes, and you just sit there uh, you, you sit in silence or maybe you listen to uh, some music or, or whatever it may be, but you've got to take it some time to slow your brain down. And I know that's easier said than done on some days right now. Um, I've got a list of about seven things that I need to do today before I do another interview, before I set up for our coaches clinic tomorrow. Um, but the only way that that's going to get done is not me looking at that massive list and thinking of all the things I have to do. I have to think of it as, okay, I need to slow this down. I can only do one thing at a time. So I need to find that positive energy to make sure that I get those things done and done well and slowing everything down. But I think it's really important that you find that time for yourself every day. You have to be selfish in that regard. Um, one of the things that I love to do is take a walk every day. Sometimes it's for a half hour. Sometimes it's for an hour. And uh, we have a dog, and me and Charlie just get out, and I put in headphones, and, and, I, and I go. And, and that's my recovery time. That's my mental downtime. And and sometimes I'm listening to a basketball podcast. Sometimes I'm listening to something that has nothing to do with basketball, a true crime podcast. That's something that I really enjoy. Uh, so uh, that's you, you need to slow that brain down. Second thing, breathing. Breathe. One of the things that I needed to do when I got back into coaching was to breathe more. Um, uh, old high school, uh, uh, not classmate, but a old high school friend of mine, her name's Cindy Campoff. 
and Sindra Kampoff, and she's got a, a, a great book, Beyond Grit. I highly recommend it. And one of the things that she recommends in the book is to breathe in, take seven seconds to breathe in, and then hold that breath for two or three seconds, and then take a full seven seconds to let that breath out. And you do that about five or six times. You do that over the span of about a minute, minute and a half, and you're going to feel better. I guarantee it. And so just breathe. Take deep breaths, so forth and so on. Another thing that you can do is when you get frazzled uh, or when you start feeling negative energy come along, and this goes for you, this goes for your players, uh, anybody associated with, with your program, find a point in the gym to calm yourself down. Where you know, When I look at the American flag, in, in, in a gym and, and every gym that we're going to play in here, and, you know, and, and if you're listening internationally, which I know we have international listeners, uh, you know, some sort of flag that you know is going to be in your gymnasium or you take a look at the, the bottom of the scoreboard or, or you take a look at the, at the net uh, just for like three or four seconds on a dead ball. And, and that is your focal point to regain control. And, and you just take it and you lock in and you look up at that and, and that gets you that gets you in a in a better place. Along with that, uh, develop a routine to get rid of your negative thoughts through uh, through some sort of physical action. Uh, for example, you know you, you you rub your hands together and and you and you let that go, or maybe you wipe off your your hands on your short, or you wipe your hands off your jersey, or whatever it may be. You know something like that. Uh, just as a as a physical, I'm letting this thing go. I'm letting my negative energy go. Uh, you know, I've missed my last five shots in a row here. Okay. I'm getting frustrated. Okay. Deep breath. I'm going to rub my shorts a little bit. Deep breath while the other team's shooting a free throw. Okay. Now I'm going to get back into where I need to be at. All right. You also need to come up with, with keywords. And I, and I think when you're talking to your players, uh, it's really important that you keep your phrases as short as possible. And, and, and in fact, uh, if you can get it down to one word, that is, is, the, is the best thing you can have. Hey, trust, trust. You know, Krzyzewski, next play. Hey, next play, move, next play. Move on to the next play, all right? Uh, you know, shooters, like if you've got a shooter, and, and what happens oftentimes with our high school kids is we have shooters, but because they're not as physically strong as college or professional athletes, they often miss short, okay? So if you've got a kid that's a good shooter, but you know when they miss, they're going to miss short. Hey, lift, Billy, lift, lift, Billy. And that's all you got to say. Um, refocus in that way. Uh, keep your phrasing short. Keep your verbiage short and condensed. You know, you've heard me say this numerous on times on, on all the podcasts uh, seven second corrections. So you want your, your verbal cues to be short, sweet, and to the point. Um, <clears throat> talk to yourself, but talk to yourself in the third person. Okay. Now th- this may seem kind of crazy, but you use your own name. And, and I got this from, uh, uh, Cindy's book as well, along with another resource. Um, it was a tennis book. Uh, the mental game of tennis, uh, or the inner game of tennis, excuse me. And ironically enough, I started using this when I was playing my son Carter 
in tennis and and tennis can be a frustrating game to play and and, and believe me I'm no uh, Pete Sampras or anything like that uh, but I would get a little frustrated because I you know you hit the ball into the net you hit the ball out of out of bounds you, you you screw up a shot that should be you feel like should be pretty easy so forth and so on and I would just say all right Marty just focus on this point focus on this point so you know in tennis uh, you go 15 30 40 game and so you're down uh you're down 30 30 love and and you're getting a little frustrated all right marty calm down just win this point just win this point marty that's all you got to do just win this point marty and i would i would use that verbiage and it would truly help calm me down so this is something that you can do if you're getting frustrated with a player you're getting uh upset during practice all right you just you just take five or ten seconds all right coach calm down Calm down. They're giving you good effort. We're not executing right now. You know, calm down. What can you control right now, coach? What can you control? You know, things like that. It helps personalize the situation, okay? Uh, And I think the biggest thing that we need to worry about in the mental game is truly the things that we can control. Uh, We can control about 80% of what happens on the floor uh, during practice, during games. It's it's the 20% that drives us... Uh, the the most often that's the stuff that drives us nuts. So concentrate on what you can control. You have to you have to lose. Uh, you have to be willing to let go of the control of the officials' call. You you there's nights where you have to be willing to let go that the other team is just shooting the snot out of it, and your kids are giving you great effort. It's just every time we give an inch, the other team's knocking down the shot. Uh, that stuff's gonna happen. It, it, as as uh, one of our former football coaches here said, you know, the other guy's trying to win too. And I think that's a great point. That's something that you have to think of as you're going through that. If you've got your team as prepared as they can be, if you feel like they're mentally locked in, but they're not tense, if you feel like they're giving you great energy and great effort, if they're if they're executing to the best of their ability, then you got to be willing to let go and and say, okay, we've given it everything we've got, and either it's good enough or it's not good enough on this particular evening, whether it's a practice or a competition. And concentrate on those things that you can control. As a coach, you can control your preparation. You can control your practice plan. You can control uh, the, the, the culture, the standards that you implement in your program. Control what you can control and focus on those things. And you can't worry about the officials' call. You can't worry about the other uh, team's obnoxious student section. And by the way, just like all of you guys, I'm looking forward to obnoxious student sections, uh, hopefully next season here. So uh, that is, uh, those are the things that you can control. All right. So practical applications for the mental game. I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series. It's something that that I've worked hard at, uh, especially in my uh, the last four or five years. Uh, the mental, your mental ability is an ability, and you've got to be able to control that. And the longer I coach, the more I look at at the mental part of the game and why that is so vitally, vitally important. So, if you're listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, thanks so much. Like, rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me. A pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, look us up on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. More and more followers every day. We try to put up daily coaching tidbits, especially this time of the season. I uh, don't have as much to do on a daily 
basis with my own team. So uh, this is coming out Friday morning, April the 30th. Tomorrow is our first annual a pen and a napkin coaches clinic. Uh, if you give me a shout out, if you if you send me an email, if you send me a direct message on Twitter and you want to comment the last second, we'll make it work. So, so come on out. Uh, don't forget, in a couple of months, we're going to be starting a pen and a napkin university. And I think it's going to be a great, great program for coaches uh, to to bounce ideas off of other coaches and to look at things and and to, to help you hone your craft. And again, I just want to be the pivot point with it all. So coaches, let's pray for peace. Let's stay safe and let's be sure to hone our craft one day. <laughs>